Hey everyone and welcome to a surprise episode of the Infinite Boost Podcast. As always, this is Tom. This is something that I sent a message out about a month and a half ago and here we are. Uh, my guest today, Bill, uh, just got back to me a little bit ago. We set it up. We knocked it out. I'm excited to share this with you. Bill is a phenomenal musician. I'll get into it in just a bit. I'm excited to share this with you, so let's just get into it. Well, everybody, I know that this is kind of out of nowhere, but sometimes the best things often come out of nowhere. This is um, something that I'm quite excited about. This is, gosh, um, let's say uh, it was my sophomore year in high school. Um, So, gosh, that was 2002. So this is 18 years in the making, this interview for the Infinite Boost podcast, somebody uh, that does have some Rocket League experience. Bill, how, A little bit. How, yep. how much would you say that you have played Rocket League? I can't really claim myself to be much of a player beyond uh, just really kind of the basics of it. But I've been playing uh, PC games for the longest time since I was six or seven years old on the old Commodore PCs then there you go. going up to PCs and then a little bit, you know, with gaming consoles, but mostly on PC. Nice. So very little Rocket League experience. But the reason that I wanted to have Bill on, and like I said, I've known him since high school. We went to music theater camp together oh, yeah. way back, uh, way I, back I, in ISYM, the day. ISYM, I believe. Yeah. Illinois. State. Summer. Music, summer youth. Summer youth music. music. Oh, yeah. yeah. ISYMF. Uh-huh. There we go. Yep. And then we went to college together at the U of I. Um, long story short, Bill is a phenomenal musician, uh, and I do not use that word lightly. Uh, he is um, active in all kinds of different things, uh, and I'll let Bill introduce himself a little, but he is just somebody I've always admired in terms of ability and skill. Uh, on the music side of life, which uh, I spent a lot of time doing growing up, and uh, I have a music degree. Um, so after I had Ed on a few episodes back, I was like, what would it be like to have other people that excel in other areas on the show? And Bill was willing to be my first experiment with that. So Bill, thank you so much. And why don't you give uh, a little bit of an introduction for yourself and a little bit about uh, what you have going on and what you've been working on over the past couple of years, because sure. uh, you've you've really kind of hit some home runs recently. Yeah, things have been good very recently. Um, basically, my my history is uh, I started playing piano when I was about five years old, and I've been doing music ever since. I've been writing songs on the piano. I've been writing songs to sing. I've always wanted to write movie music. I would like make movies with my friends. Uh, in the backyard at home. Um, I got very into choir and, and band and orchestra in high school. Uh, I went to University of Illinois, got a ma- major in music composition. Um, I've been on, I've been in bands uh, that have been signed to Atlantic Records, done uh, tours with that. I sing 
with orchestras around the country and around the world um, as a soloist with some major orchestras, some of the top orchestras in the world. Um, I had a song that was in featured in the number one movie on Netflix a few months ago, and that was number one on the Shazam Discovery Charts and U.S. Charts for about two weeks. Um, I've had songs in movie trailers. I do movie scoring as well. I do some scoring for commercials. Um, I also release piano music. I have a solo project where I do projection mapping and these crazy live shows. So I do quite a lot in the music and performing zones. Yeah. Um, and it's all very, very good. I will be sure to link. Uh, I, I will try and link as much as I can. Um, at least the stuff that I have listened to of Bill's because I enjoy all of it. And instead of the normal music, I didn't, I should have asked you this, but I was going to use some of your music as an intro music, oh, if, yeah. if that would yeah, be okay. With absolutely. You. Cool. Yeah. So uh, you, you heard a little bit of a different song coming in. Um, that is some of Bill's stuff as well. So I'm just, I'm, I'm a huge fan. So I'm excited to have this conversation. So going back all the way to five, so you've been mm. you've been working on this music stuff for a really long time. And just even like you released a piano album, a solo piano album here recently. Yep. And one of those songs landed on a Spotify piano list. Yeah. Uh, and I know that, you know, I enjoyed your first album and it didn't really land anything like that, but it's still mm -hmm. very good. So uh, you have the song on Netflix. What's it like to be working for the past 30 years on something? like dedicating so much time and effort into music. Uh, and just now, 30 years later, this far in life, starting to reap some of those benefits. I mean, it's a continual benefital process of each time you do something, seeing the good that comes out of it and seeing the thing that inspires the next thing. And so I'd say it's been a continual process. Um, a, a big thought that's been in my head recently is, is an old phrase that says like, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. And that's kind of what it felt like when this song was blowing up um, last month is that like people are really starting to notice it um, for the first time. Um, but like the Will Post project, um, which is the pseudonym that I go by, that had that I've been developing that for 10 years or so. And this is the first really kind of big exposure that it's gotten. Um, and so to a lot of people, it seems very new, but to me, it's like, I've been working on this for 10 years. You know, it doesn't feel like an overnight thing. It feels like lots of little things. And then this one thing just happened to hit in this way. So do you feel like the, what, what getting that song on the Netflix, do you mind if I actually say which one it is? Yeah, please. Okay. Of I just, I wasn't sure. Cause you said a Netflix movie. So I wasn't oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. You, um, so it's, the song is Wander Lot. Is it One Wonder, Wonder Lust? Wonder Lust. It's a, it's on a play the on the on the phrase Wander Lust. Yeah, and it's yeah. in the Kissing Booth too. Yeah. Yes, um, and it's. I think it's funny because I mean it's you singing the song in the movie, but it's somebody like mimicking that they are singing the song. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> the, the, like the characters dance to the song in like a high school dance scene, and they got somebody that I think they tried to make kind of look like me or like a high school version of me singing it or lip syncing it live. Okay. It's not the main character. It's just some other guy. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's a, it's a character who's in the band at the high school dance. Who's, you know, supposed to be in high school, supposed to be in the high school band playing okay. this dance number. Got it. So that is the song 
uh, in the Netflix movie. So I'm when that happened, when you were working on that process, when you saw it in the movie, when it started to explode in terms of like surge and all of that, was there ever a thought of like, this is what I've been working towards? This is like what I have been working for the entire time was there any kind of like thought or feeling like that yes and no it was really interesting and really clarifying um because yes in some ways um having a song in a movie having a piece of music of mine in a very dramatic and theatrical moment that has this sense of epicness and bigness that is always what i strive for and especially seeing my music paired with visuals that's what really gets me going um, and in other ways, it was really clarifying because, uh, like I started to have record labels reach out, management, all, like all this stuff. And I feel like eight years ago, I would have been jumping on the opportunity. But this year and recently just in my life, I have so much other things going on that are really satisfying and really exciting for me that the idea of signing to a label as a solo artist in the way that I wanted to eight years ago is not applicable to me anymore. And I, and I didn't want that. And so it was the, the, a really interesting kind of clarifying moment of seeing this great success and also seeing it could lead to this path that at one point I wanted and realizing that I didn't want that path anymore, that I wanted to have kind of my own path that I've been figuring out. That's, that's super inter interesting just in itself. Uh, so I went, and obviously there are, different magnitudes but um one thing in the original name of this podcast was called chasing gc chasing grand champ which was like the it was like the highest rank uh at the time that i started that you could get in rocket league mm -hmm. um so it was all about kind of chasing after this uh pinnacle of like skill in the game um and i changed it to infinite boost because i wanted it to be more than going after this one thing um, because there's, there's so much more. Um, so I'm curious, like one thing that I think would be beneficial even for myself is, you know, you've been working so long on this. What is it like keeping yourself motivated? What, what was the process of just always improving, always working? Because you have gone through a lot of different projects. You've tried a lot of different mm. things. And like you said, this will post thing, has been 10 years in the making. And even me as somebody that, you know, has supported that music uh, since yeah. that first album you put out. Got, when did when did you put out? I think the first one was 2012. Is it that old now? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Will Post EP, I believe, was 2012. Uh, what are the two album names, though? So, so, there, there's, so there's the Will Post EP, which isn't up online anywhere. And then there's Pantheon okay. and then there's Beautiful okay. Love. And when was Pantheon? Pantheon was 2014. Hold okay, on, so still check. like, still like a good amount of time ago. Yeah. So what is it? What is it like keeping motivation or striving for something? Like when you started that, even ten years ago, what was the vision like for you, or what was the driving thing that isn't like I want this to go big? This is just a part of the journey. So I think for me, it comes down to following what's exciting. And to me, especially in recent years, that's been kind of the full kit and formula that I use to move forward with anything. 
is that I, I'm a big practicer of meditation and um, centering and breathing. And I use that to help me find the things that I find truly exciting and not the things that other people try to get me to be excited about or that my parents have tried to get me excited about, but the things that really deep down I'm excited in learning or chasing or following. And to me, doing that with no insistence on outcome, with no insistence on how that needs to transpire in the world, that's kind of the formula that I bring to everything. And I've, and I've kind of been doing it all my life. And in recent years, I've been doing it much more intentionally. But basically, the thing has always been, I'm just going to do what's most exciting to me. So like in high school, that was like acapella. That was singing. That was show choir. Then going to U of I, that was like for the other guys, for the acapella group that I was in. That was, you know, studying music. Um, that was changing my major from music education to music composition. Um, then when I left school, that was, you know, going to New York to be the creative director of a magazine, having no idea what I should be doing. Then that was going back to Chicago and, and getting involved with friends who were just doing music that I found to be exciting. That led to us signing a record deal with Atlantic that led to me starting up the Will Post stuff. So all of it really comes down to just following excitement and not getting too in my head or not getting too worried about where that will lead, but just kind of trusting that if I find it to be exciting and if I truly know that to me it's exciting and giving me energy then that is the thing that I can follow and chase. So in terms of keeping up motivation, that's really easy when the thing is innately motivated by you. You know, it's really hard to have motivation on something that someone else is trying to get you to do for their reasons mm -hmm. <laughs> and where you don't feel a desire or, or a pull to that thing. That's when it's really hard to get motivated. And I generally kind of stay away from that kind of thing and really kind of focus on the things that excite me. And if, and if there's someone meaningful in my life that wants me to, to do something, I can find a way, hopefully, to find a balancing point and a, and a collaboration point where I can get excited about an element of that or where we can fine-tune what that means to co-create something and be excited about moving there. So that, that kind of builds the motivation into the whole process of it. Um, so that's what I would say is kind of needed for... I would say success in anything and mastery in anything is that you have to have that internal desire and that excitement um, to push you in that direction and to trust that that will lead you where you need to be. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that most people figure that out at the age of five. Um, or would you say that's just a coincidental, like a stroke of luck, like you just happen to start music early and then it, turned into something that it was like you I mean, were just passionate about? I mean, I, def I, I definitely have only been able to put that formula into words in the last couple of years. But looking back on my life, I realized that that's pretty much what I did. And that was just because that music brought me so much joy. And sitting down at the piano and just improvising just brought me so much joy that I didn't need to think about practicing or force myself to practicing like I would just want to sit down at the piano and play things mm -hmm. and as I heard things in my head I would want to get better so that I could play those things in my head and so that's what caused me to practice 
is this internal excitement for, oh, if like I practice this a little bit more, this can sound better and I can make this cooler or more complicated or more simple or, or, or more elegant in how it needs to be. Um, and, and of course, you know, I had very supportive parents and teachers all throughout my life who kind of allowed me to, to, to not only see that those doors were open, but encouraged me to, to walk through them. So I want to go back to the internal motivation slash excitement piece just a little bit, because I, that's something that I've thought about myself a lot recently as well, in terms of just like trying to figure out as somebody in my mid thirties now, like I'm, I am only going to be truly motivated by something that is like inside of me that excites me. So, um, and maybe you like, as you said, you've clarified this over the past couple of years or so. So how do you have any suggestions or thoughts or ideas for somebody that is, I don't want to use, I don't want to use the word loss, but just like kind of trying to like self discover that kind of stuff for themselves. Sure. Do you have any, do you have any thoughts on like how you could better do that or figure that out? Because, you know, you could see, I, you know, I, see somebody like you, like I listen to your music, I listen to your piano albums. And I'm like, that's so, it's so good. I want to play that. Like, it just motivates me to like want to do that. But it's not necessarily me. It's just like enjoying what you're doing. So how do you like, uh, clarify or figure out in between the two? Sure. I mean, I think the first step for any of this stuff is, um, self-awareness and, um, a wanting to, know the self better and a, and a wanting to take away as many external pieces of stimulus that might not resonate truly with yourself and just take those away and forget about them and say like, okay, like what if I forgot everything that my parents tried to make me do? What if I forgot everything my teachers tried to make me do or my religion tried to make me do? Uh, and what if I really sat down and thought not just once, not twice, but continually over the course of time, what if I set my intention to do the thing that truly lights me up and the true, the thing that truly excites me and first, and, and depending on, on where you're at in kind of that, that self-awareness level and how much of that you've done in the past, sometimes it can be really just a process to strip away what other people have wanted from you and kind of tune into what you truly want for yourself. Um, but again, as you can start right away with following your excitement and you can do that in a moment to moment basis, like Mm -hmm. at any given point in time, you have a number of things you can do. You can hop on the computer and play rocket league. You can call up your friend. You can, uh, maybe go outside and put your feet in the grass. You can take a nap. You can read a book. You can watch a movie, any of these things. And, one of these things is going to have just a little bit more excitement than the rest of them, or it might have a lot more excitement, especially if you're able to kind of calm yourself, you're in transition period, you're in that part of the day where you're like, you have some free time and you don't necessarily know what to do next. There will be something in the plethora of options in front of you that is just a little bit more exciting or a lot more exciting than something else. And I would say, take an action in that direction of your excitement without insisting that it need to lead somewhere. So the analogy that I use um, is like, if you are um, 
doing homework and you need to write a paper and the paper's due tomorrow and it's seven o'clock and you haven't really started and your logical brain would say, I need to sit in this chair and force myself to do this because I don't have the thesis yet. I don't have the conclusion to this paper yet. I need to sit here and force myself to do it. The logical brain is going to tell you that because you only have however many hours before it's due. Whereas your excitement might say, hey, actually, now is the time to get up and go get a glass of tea and just like take a breath, uh, go smell the fresh air, take a glass of tea and just follow that without knowing where that's going to lead. And I think more often than not, when you do that, you're going to get the tea, you're making the water, you're thinking about something else. And all of a sudden in your head, you get the inspiration for the paper that you need. You get the thesis, you get the final bit of information that you wouldn't have necessarily gotten if you were stressed out and sitting at your computer. But the ability for you to relax a moment and follow that piece of excitement leads you down the path that your higher self actually knows is best for you or truly wants to go. Um, so it's kind of like a trusting, trusting yourself to guide yourself and trusting that your excitement is the way that you guide yourself through your daily activities and, 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 and what you do. Um, so even if you haven't yet truly figured out what you want to do and like you haven't necessarily figured out your big grand purpose or the thing that you create or invest in or do something that changes the world, wherever you are taking a first step as small as it is in the direction of something that truly excites you, that is the way and taking that step and then taking the next step and then taking the next step. And the more you can hone in on a moment to moment basis on following your excitement, following your highest excitement without insistence upon outcome until you can take it no further and then resting and looking around and saying, what can I do next in my highest excitement? That is the path that will allow you to get to that point where all of a sudden you look around and things are aligning, things are feeling good. You're not worried about um, needing to find the motivation for things because your internal compass and your excitement continually gives you new things to be excited about on that path. And you look around later after you've been doing this for a while and say, wow, I didn't even necessarily know what my purpose was or the grand design was, but I'm already doing it. And here I am. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's one way that I approach it that has been working. Yeah, clearly. Well, and <laughs> so I, I've been thinking about this a lot myself. And so I think of it in terms of like, you know, I would say that you are somebody that is passionate about music. You know, you see oh, yeah. somebody like uh, LeBron James passionate about basketball. Like mm -hmm. it's this huge passion. And I think a lot of people, including myself, because I've certainly, you know, bounced back and forth between all kinds of things and struggled, yeah, you know, you, you see people that have such passion and such skill. And it's, it's almost like I compare myself to that, which it like you're setting yourself up for failure, like right from the get go, because you don't just wake up and have a passion for something. Um, it, it builds over time. And I think a great way of, uh, yes. um, articulating that is by you know it's almost like these little sparks of excitement and yes kind of where i was looking at it was like what is something that just sounds like fun like that was the word what sounds yes. like fun but i i really like 
saying, you know, looking at it like a little bit of excitement and that just builds and builds and builds. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have a song in a Netflix movie. So (laughs) go, go back to, I'm curious again, I want to look at the time span of years because, you know, it's, it's not just up and up and up over that. Like you hit roadblocks, you things get in the way, like failures happen. So what is it that keeps you going like what was it that kept you going throughout that this entire thing um that just uh, what keeps you going how do you how do you keep yourself moving forward it's um it's just kind of tuning into the passion element and you know having like with the will post stuff for instance like releasing the first ep I thought for sure I was going to get a record deal from that and I was going to go on tour and all these girls were going to want me and like all (laughs) this stuff. And none of that happened. Nobody heard the album basically. And I was like, okay, well, I was really happy like in the making of the album. Like I was very satisfied and very passionate while making it. And it makes me want to make some other stuff when I think about it. And when I take away the expectation of what I thought it should be or how I thought it should land, and kind of more focus on just the fact that I enjoy writing this music and I enjoy hearing the the music back and I enjoy playing it for my friends and I enjoy getting good comments from them. And I enjoy working with uh, my manager at the time who also produced the album with me. Um, And just that pull of, okay, well maybe that didn't land, but there's something else over here that's exciting. That's pushing me forward. And like, maybe I can push forward on this and there's still more that I want to do. Um, it's, so it's, you know, it's being aware of when things don't work and allowing that to, um, propel you forward in a, in where, where you, where you feel like you've learned something from that process, where you feel like, you know, it wasn't all for naught, where you don't label that as a waste of time. You don't label that and define that in a way that hurts you, but you label, you literally choose to define that as something that's a stepping stone to the next cool thing that you're going to do that you're going to have a fun and exciting, passionate time doing. So what's the feedback loop? And okay. So in terms of rocket league, you play five minute games and it's, it's finite. Like you have five minutes and somebody is going to be the winner at the end of that game every single time. Mm -hmm. Um, And you either win a bunch of games in a row because you're better and then you rank up and that's all. And that, that is like direct feedback that you get in the Mm -hmm. game. And that's like how you can tell if you're improving or not. And obviously that is not the same way in what you do. Like, I mean, maybe just a little bit more uh, expanded. So what does, what does it look like for you or how did you go about like after that first will post album was put out, and it didn't land as you thought, like, what are the conversations that you have with yourself or after each piece of music that you put out? Mm. Like, do you go back and say, well, I would have liked to try something a little bit different, or I feel like this X, Y, Z could have been a little bit better. Like, what does that kind of reflection process look like for you? I mean, I, I love how you frame the question because video games can give you such immediate feedback. Like at the end of a five minute round, you see exactly where the leaderboard is and you take stock and you're able to see right away. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in in the real world, 
it's better not to take stock right away of things. I think because things just take longer to happen. Like as you're trying to move energy in the world and trying to move yourself and move the energy around you, I think uh, sometimes it's helpful to not focus too much on taking immediate charge, like finding immediate, getting, getting that leaderboard right away. If like if I put out the album and the next day nobody listened to it, and I and 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 that made me quit. That would be taking stock too early. That would be mm. noticing too early what happened. Instead, it's more just like the album comes out, and I and I blast it to my email list, and then like I'm somewhere with a friend of mine, and my friend just decides to put one of the pieces on and say like, "Hey, like I really like this song," or like uh, some or like someone that I'm working with, we're working on something else, and they say, "Hey, this reminds me of that part in your song that I really liked." And you get those little pieces of feedback and you can choose to label all that as um, a gift and as things that can push you on to that next thing. So I'd say as you're, as you're creating in the world and trying to master yourself and get better at anything you do, um, don't be so insistent that you get that leaderboard daily. If you take stock daily, uh, that might be, too much and, and force you to think, oh, none of the things that I'm doing are working. So I'm going to give up. That would be the wrong way to do it. Mm. I, instead, I, I would equate it to like planting a seed, um, whether that's, you know, uh, a goal that you're trying to, to have in terms of a competitive edge, if that's um, a business you're trying to start, if that's a, a skill that you're trying to learn, if that's relationship goals, something like that. I consider that much more like um, a garden, growing a garden. So you put the seed in the ground and if the day after you put the seed in the ground, you go over and look at it and say, why haven't you grown yet? Where are you? I put you in the ground. You're supposed to be a plant. Oh, this is never going to work. And then you abandon it. Then you're never yeah. going to grow a garden. But you put the seed in the ground and you pat it nicely and you give it love and you give it the right amount of water and you say, thank you for being the seed. I'm excited where we can grow. And the next day, you know, you pay some attention to it and say, I know you're in there. I am. And, and I'm going to love. And I, and I love the fact you already are what you're going to turn into and you give it a little bit of water and a little bit of love. Um, and just that you just give that a little bit of attention each day. In addition to all the other little things that you're growing, then you look around in a little bit. Uh, and then all of a sudden you have a garden forming and all these plants and trees and they're forming, but you can't take stock too early. You can't, you can't notice too early and decide that something's not working. I, I really kind of love how you, how you hit that home. Um, so I think I, I want to do this little bit of comparison and, and see what your thoughts are and see what you can add to it. So um, Rocket League, as you know, from the little that you played with it is a very complex game. Like mm. the reason that I fell in love with the game is, is you have complete control over your little car. Like if you want to turn it just a little bit, you have to turn a little bit. If you want to jump in the air and get into the air, like you have to do everything. And I, I love that about it. Um, and for those of us that have spent the thousands of hours that we spent in this game and really, you know, uh, take to account like every little thing you know mm -hmm. there are many things that we call mechanics so like whether it's flicking the ball or getting something called a double touch or all these kinds of things there's just these mechanics that people practice over and over again mm -hmm. um, and I, I want to kind of equate 
working on a mechanic or getting a specific skill in Rocket League almost to like writing a song. So mm-hmm. like uh, if I were to just go into a training pack and say, I'm going to get this mechanic and I'm going to work on it for a half an hour, it doesn't work. Like just mm-hmm. like you, you know, so and I'm sure every song is different, but on average, how how long kind of go through the process of what it's like from start to finish if it doesn't take, you know, too long to explain it of like your mm. writing process. I mean, um, it's, 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 a, it's or a how great, it evolves. It's a great analogy with, with a skill like that. Like, I, I, I feel like my biggest game that I spend the most time on is like Team Fortress and, and TF2 and um, old school. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I, I was playing Team <laughs> Fortress Classic for the longest time and then I was on TF2. I was playing back when there were grenades and conk grenades and you could practice jumping and stuff like that, which is so much fun. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, it, it's, it just comes down to practice, daily practice. And, and the more you do it, the better you get. And when you start off uh, learning kind of any skill or following any kind of passion, you get into something because uh, like you have good taste with it or you have uh, an excitement and a high level of bar where you can see where that thing is. And when you first start trying to do that yourself and you look at your work, you say, man, this isn't anywhere close to where I want to be or know that I can be. And the thing that closes that gap between where you are, how you're performing and where you want to be is just practice. It's just spending time with it. And I think like anything like songwriting or learning like a mechanic, there will be some stuff that comes really easily. And one day you'll be working on something and like all of a sudden it just clicks and it pops and you're like, oh, that's so easy. Like, why was it so hard for me before? <laughs> and sometimes it takes, you know, three years to get that. And sometimes you sit down, and you do it right away. And each skill is, is different and each person is different. You know, there are some songs for me. Um, one, of, one of the big songs on the Will, on the Will Post of Spotify is called The Kindest Thing. And I wrote that in about a day. And that song was pretty much finished in about a day. And it took um, maybe... The production of it maybe took like eight months to do. Um, there's a new Will Post song coming out in October mm. that took about three years to write. Oh. And uh, not saying I worked on it every day, but like I, I did most of the work three years ago and I looked at it again last month and I said, oh, now I know how to finish it. Like I didn't know how to finish it before, but now I'm in exactly the right place to finish it and I'm going to put it out now. And so... So the time for all of these things are different. And like, you know, whether you're learning rocket jumps or double jumps and double taps or whatnot, you know, some of the stuff <laughs> is going to come easy and some of it's not. And sometimes you're going to have that eureka moment. And sometimes it's going to be a gradual kind of easing in and, and getting better um, to that skill. And I think that's, that's like learning anything. So if you're sitting on a song for three years, like w- what does it look like for you three years ago if you're working on something? I mean, what are the conversations that you're having with yourself? What are the feelings that you're having? Like when you just can't put something together. Um, but obviously now you've come to it. So what are like, how do you work through that? How do you not sure. just like want to beat yourself up about something like that? Sure. I mean, to to me, it goes into the making sure you're lined up with your excitement. 
Um, because if you're beating your head against the wall, trying to learn a skill, trying to finish a thing, um, and you're doing it because you think you have to do it right now, but it's not feeling good. Uh, I'd say that's the best time to relax and move on to something else that is easy and that feels good and, and that you can do. And whenever you need to come back to that thing, if you truly do even need to come back to that thing, uh, trusting that the timing will be right for that thing. You know, like there are a lot of songs that I have that are in progress that I don't think will ever see the light of day. And that's just a part of the process. Songs that I'll start and get very excited by. And then I just will, even if I don't get frustrated by it, I might just say, oh, I don't know what to do with this right now. I don't know how to finish this. It's not exciting to me to look at because something else over here is just a little bit more exciting and that's going to pull me. So instead of forcing myself down that path of, oh, I told myself that I had to finish this, but it's super not exciting for me right now. And it's super not interesting, but I'm going to finish it anyway, because I told myself to do that. And I keep my promises. Uh, I don't do that. I say, I keep my promise to follow my excitement. And I say, if, if that's not lighting me up and there's another skill or task or activity or song to finish or, or call to make, or, you know, whatever, then I'm going to chase that and just trust that uh, what flows from that is going to be what's best for me and what's going to propel me on in the most joyful and happy and excited way. Has there been anything in the past or any span of time in the past five or six years where nothing felt exciting to you oh, in yeah. terms of like, what oh, yeah. was, what was that like? Even recently, like even like after the, after Wonderlust hit, uh, hit, uh, Netflix and like it was the number one movie. And like, I was getting all these, all these followers and all this activity. Um, I was definitely like ODing on social media also at the time. And that like maybe two weeks after it came out or a week after it came out, I just found myself in this slump where I had all these things that I knew I could be doing and I didn't want to do anything. And, and this was a slump for a few days and I, and I was feeling guilty about it. I was shaming myself for it. I was like, man, like I got to strike while the iron's hot. There's all this stuff to do. You know, these record labels are calling. Like I didn't follow up on any of this stuff, but I just didn't have excitement to do any of it. Um, and I didn't. And because I think in my head, I, I was saying, oh, well, these opportunities are now coming up. I need to chase them and follow them. And my bot and my body was, and my heart was saying, no, that's not, that doesn't feel good anymore. That's not the right path. Like that's, that was what you wanted at one point, but not really anymore. And then I was feeling guilty about that for not wanting what I really wanted before, but I was at the same time, um, slowly calibrating to this idea that I wanted something different than I used to want. I think that's really interesting that these opportunities were, and it, I mean, so I I will say that it's a testament to your, again, self-awareness that even though these phenomenal opportunities are coming your way, like you're so in tune with yourself that you understood that, like that wasn't necessarily, well, and there was that conflict at the same time of like, oh, yeah. people would do anything to have this kind of opportunity. Oh, yeah. And yet here I am not doing anything about it like oh, yeah. that's that's super interesting yeah. um and it yeah. doesn't that doesn't really surprise me like when you say that i'm like that makes sense because 
especially in 2020 in the world that we live in, you know, there are so many opportunities for you to build your own way. Uh, and it's not necessarily like the only way to be successful in music is to sign a, with a label and, and do that. Um, so I, I, I'm wondering if you have any other examples, just like purely in terms of music as a whole, where you just like, weren't feeling it or were questioning yourself or like, is this like, I've been doing this all my life there. I haven't done anything else. Like, am, mm. am I in the right place? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I've tried out for American Idol like three or four times, like, you know, none, not any time recently, but like the very first time I tried out was, um, was in college. It was, uh, I went with my friend Brandon who I was in the other guys with and, um, we went and I didn't make it past the first round and I was devastated. I didn't, I didn't even make it past the, like the cattle call first round. I mean, I also got very nervous and forgot my lyrics, um, but I didn't make it past the first round. And I was like, F this It's like, what the hell? It's like, I thought I was good and I didn't even make it past the first round. And then I, I auditioned at least two or three more times. And I think I made it around farther each time. Like, you know, before you see the judges, you really have to go through like five or six rounds, to be honest. Yeah. And, and each time I made it around farther, but like every time I was, I was rejected, um, that was tough and that, that was weird. And that was this weird adjusting moment. And it's like saying, okay, um, I need, I need to adjust here. How, how Um, can I adjust? Especially, um, for somebody in college, you know, at least from an outside perspective, you know, uh, as you mentioned before, you were in the other guys in college, which is like a premier acapella. It is like the acapella group at the university of Illinois. And I don't know how the timing lines up, but you, like you guys were national champions, right? When you were with the group, we we did, uh, we were like third, third in the nation. Okay. Okay. So my, so like you obviously know how to sing, and mm-hmm. so you you could say that you have some confidence in that. So even to go to something like American Idol, you would expect to, uh, uh, just like you said before, you would have an expectation exactly. that you yeah. would do better than you did. So that can yeah. really that can really like throw a wrench in the in the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I thought it would be my big break, and I fell flat on my face, and I was not expecting to lose either. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> You were going there to win and you didn't even make it past the first round. Right. Right. So yeah. what's, what's that conversation look like with yourself? Like, how do you, how do you pick yourself up after something like that to continue moving forward? It's, um, you know, it's not putting pressure on yourself to find the answer right away. It's not getting mad at yourself for not having the ultimate answer. It's not, um, shaming or guilting yourself for being so off kilter. It's kind of picking up, picking yourself up and saying, okay, like there's some adjustments here that I can make. Like this actually maybe is an opportunity to understand myself in a new way. Um, I don't know necessarily what that is yet, but maybe this will allow me to focus on something that I will actually be more happy with. Um, and, and, and I don't think that that's just a way of being Pollyanna and always looking. I mean, I do advocate for always looking on the good side, but um, I think that that has 
absolutely real world implications into how you put energy forward into the next thing. Um, one of the clarifying things for me was like, okay, like my understanding of what that was, was also different. Like I'm not just a singer, like I've been a writer all of my life. And, you know, American Idol is first and foremost, a reality TV show, which uses the medium of singing to entertain people. But like, first of all, it's, it's meant to entertain as a TV show. And that's mm -hmm. what I realized the, when I first got off, I was like, oh, this isn't, you know, this isn't me picking people to be in the acapella group or picking like musicians or like working with musicians on a piece and like building people up and work, working with them. No, it's finding great TV content and also people who, who may or may not be able to sing, but at the very beginning of it, um, especially the first rounds, just finding what was going to make the best TV. Yeah. So and, I'm, yeah. go ahead. How is that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I'm curious. I want to dig just a little bit deeper on that because the answer is great. And I agree. And I'm wondering if Bill at 20 or 21 or 22 had that same kind of insight into it. It was, it was less conscious than it is now. It's now, now at this point, it's, it's been a very practiced belief and a, and a very uh, conscious way of kind of formulating my reality. Um, so I definitely say it was more unconscious then. Um, but, uh, I was really upset when I didn't make it past that first round and I did not have all that great coping mechanisms to put into place with it at that time. And so it just kind of took, it was just like jumping out of a plane without a parachute. Like, well, you got to kind of enjoy the ride as you go down and you hit the ground and you pick yourself back up and say, okay, I'm still alive. I'm still doing all these other things. And then probably just at the time, just not focusing on it and, and going back to focusing on the acapella group or writing music or something like that and just letting it be for a while and just forgetting it and not kind of stewing over it. Yeah. I think that is the biggest part, just not stewing over it. Mm -hmm. And so, and, 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 and if it feels good to stew over it and, and if it feels, and if it feels like you're processing and learning from it, like I think that's productive stewing. I think mm -hmm. there's productive and unproductive stewing. The yes. productive stewing is when you look at the thing that didn't go well uh, and, and are able to put it in better perspective where you understand more of yourself or more of that thing or more of that thing in relation to yourself. I think that's productive st uh, stewing and analyzing. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think that can get to a point of unproductive stewing where it just leads you to tell a bad story about yourself or a negative story yeah. about yourself or how you tell yourself a story of you not being an achiever or you not being passionate or not being successful, um, which I think translates over into other areas of life. If you start to tell yourself that story about one thing, that can bleed over into other things that you tell that story about yourself as. Mm -hmm. No, I, I appreciate you adding that because there, there certainly is value there as well. I'm curious if you could speak to a little bit just in terms about of improvement, because there are a lot of people that listen to this show. And I think there's a little bit of a, a correlation that I'm curious to hear your thoughts on, like, because one thing that people advocate for in Rocket League, like you can just go into the game, not necessarily like playing a five minute game, but there's free play where you can just drive around and hit the ball and like mm -hmm. practice. Um, mm -hmm. 
there, you know, there is, there is the, and just like you, whether it's writing a song or practicing your songs or things of that nature, there's so much build up to the actual games. Hmm. So like, and I think there is some, and I'm like this from time to time as well. Like, I don't want to practice. I don't want to work on something like I just want to play games. Mm -hmm. But like in terms of like where you're at now, what does it look like? Uh, or do you wake up on a daily basis or a weekly basis and thinking about how can I be better or what can I improve on in terms of my playing, in terms of my writing, things of that nature? And and how do you keep a healthy balance or how have you built a balance in between like improving your craft and then actually like uh, enacting it or like writing mm-hmm. or playing? Does that like, do you see kind of where I'm going? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to me, the best way that I know how to give an answer for that is always following the excitement because sometimes you'll be excited. Sometimes you just want to go in that free play mode. which which I would equate to just like sitting at the piano with no goal, with no objective and to just kind of playing something. Maybe it's a song that I heard early in the day. Um, But to me, that's, that's free play mode. And, and there, and there's that time of um, intentional playfulness and willful playfulness and an acknowledgement that that is a very important part of the process Mm. Um, and not discounting how important play is for your life. Um, The reason why we do anything in life is because we think it'll make us feel better when we get that thing or when we accomplish that thing. The reason why, you know, we practice all this much to do the thing is because we think when we do the thing, we're going to be happier and more joyful. And sometimes that's the case. And sometimes that's not the case. (laughs) Sometimes Mm -hmm. you do something and you're like, wait a second, I'm not actually happier. Like this is something that I thought I wanted. This is something, a goal or achievement that I thought I wanted, but still here I am. The room looks the same. I still have to go to bed tonight. I still have this to take care of. Um, And so to me, making joy a part of the process is so important because if the process to get to that thing that you want is not happy and is not joyful, then that thing also isn't going to be happy and joyful. Like Mm. if you say, I need to work because, uh, you know, in two years I'm going to, I'm going to win, uh, the, 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 the grand championship, the grand trophy, or, I, or in, in two years, I'm going to get that house with the white picket fence, whatever. And in the meantime, I'm going to be miserable doing everything I need to do to get there. Guaranteed you're going to get to that point and still be miserable because you'll get that thing and your life doesn't change like that. Your life changes slowly over time. And the more that you can step into, I think, joy and playfulness each moment, the more you cultivate that around you so that by the time, so that the idea being, if you follow that formula of your excitement and it leads you sometimes to practicing, sometimes having that playtime, but all throughout it, you are already experiencing joy and you are already experiencing that excitement and that passion and things that pushes you on. By the time you achieve that thing that you wanted to achieve, you'll say, this is great, but I already have the next thing that I want to achieve. And you'll already kind of be on to the next thing and already be in that state where the whole process of it has been a joyful, fun, exciting experience. That's what's going to make that rewarding because also by that time, you're going to have all these new desires and all these new goalposts that move. But if you achieve that thing and in the meantime, you're so unhappy doing it, you're just going to see the next goalpost and still be unhappy and think that you need to be unhappy moving to that point. 
so that's when I would say like, that's how to find the balance of, should I do the free play? Should I be practicing the skills? Should I go into tournament mode? Should I, you know, just work on some coordination aspect? Use your excitement to guide you there. And like, the more you tune into that, the more you'll know. And sometimes that even means not playing the game. Sometimes that means getting up and going, getting a cup of tea, maybe that eating some food, taking a nap, and then following that excitement to get back to wherever you want to go. So I I think I I have a particular guy that's in my Discord um, that's like in my community uh, that comes to mind. Like he really wants to improve at Rocket League, and I feel like he is improving. He wants to get better, uh, but does not have any interest in practicing training packs, like watching replays, going into free play, and so some like part of me looks at that as like, it's also about building habits. Like I don't expect somebody Mm -hmm. to not want to do something at all, have no interest in doing it. And then all of a sudden just wake up one day and spend hours. Like, so I tell them like, just spend five minutes doing this and then Mm -hmm. go back to what you want to do. Like just spend a little bit of time and build up that habit or build Mm -hmm. like a, a, it's like, you know, going to the gym, you're not going to bench 200 pounds the first time you go to the gym. Exactly. Um, so, I guess in terms of like having a goal or like having an excitement of playing the game, but then there's also this side desire of like wanting to get better, but it doesn't necessarily align perfectly with like what feels most exciting. Or I guess, let me ask you this, like what happens when the thing that you're most excited about isn't necessarily just the easiest thing? Like there's excitement, but it's also hard. Like it's, it's work. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, there's a question there and I don't know, like it, there, I'm sure there are times where like something that you're excited about, like you are excited about it, but it, it's not just going to like fall in your lap. Right. It doesn't, you don't, you don't feel ready for it yet. Like there are those things in the world that you get excited for and you're like, Oh, it's right here. Like it's already in my hand. Like I can feel it. I know it. It's here. You and they're also, the, yeah. And they're also the things in the world, in this world that you get excited for. And you're like, that's over the horizon. Like I know it's there. Like I'm excited by it, but like it's really far away and that's okay. And I'd say you're the step to getting there isn't necessarily a straight line and no one knows for you the right way to get to that point. And also no one that's done it in the past knows how you're going to do it or knows the best way to do it. Anytime you hear someone telling you, no, this is the way to do it. If you want to be the champion here, you need to do this for X amount of minutes each day to achieve this. You need to do this. You need to do this because that's how I did it. Well, that's great. That's how that person did it. And you can use that as energy. And if any of those parts excite you, you can take that on. But I think each person really has their own path on on the way to their excitement where you can take all these other little things um because no one no one does no one achieves the same thing in exactly the same way it's always this confluence of different energies swirling and all these different factors and each person is so individual with all of their interests and abilities that i really think it comes down to the individual to know the best path and you don't even have to figure out steps A through Z. If you see where Z is one, where you want to go, all you need to do is get from point A to point B and trust that your excitement is going to lead you step by step. 
and that at some point you might skip from step D to step L, or as everyone told you, you needed to do EFGHI, that might not be true for you. But then also you might need to do step L and then step L1 and step L2 and step L3 before you go to step L, uh, M and N, whereas other people might go from L to N. So it's a matter of taking in that information, you know, see what other people do, follow the recommended advice, you know, if there are all these different pathways for it, and then find the thing that rings most true for you and is the most exciting for you in that process. Because so, it's always going to be different. So this is this is something that I'm extremely curious about and based on your exact answer is really a bad question. So like <laughs> there have there been things along your journey over the past 10 years that you have not wanted to do, but have been integral parts of your success in getting where you're at? That, that, that's a great question too, because there are different levels of things that you don't want to do. Like it's not necessarily fun to take out the trash, but if you don't take out the trash and you just throw everything on the ground, you're going to live in a, in a garbage dump. Right. And, and that's probably less fun than the less fun of taking out the trash. So, so there's, so there's a balancing point with all of this. And, um, so sure there, there are things that, that one can push against and that I have pushed against. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of, um, I'm trying to think of something recently that like I've, I did that I really didn't want it. Well, one of the, one of the things that I was recommended to do that I didn't do, which was one of the things that put me in the lull after the wanderlust on, on, on Netflix was like join TikTok, And that was one of the pieces of advice given to me, like, like by an artist manager. And he was like, you know, uh, if you get on TikTok and start doing videos, like you can start going viral if you do it right. And that can be great cross promotion and all this stuff. Uh-huh. And no part of me wanted to do TikTok. I've just, for me personally, that was not something that I wanted to align with energetically. And um, just the thought of doing it made me really not feel good, made me real anxious. Mm-hmm. And then because that, because that for so many people can be great advice, it made me feel guilty or, you know, I, I was like shaming myself for not wanting to do this thing that could be a great thing. Mm-hmm. And so even, so I had zero motivation to do it. And so I ultimately didn't end up doing that um, because I had just so much internal resistance. So that's the most recent thing that like, mm-hmm. if I had been in a different state or if this had been a year or two ago, I absolutely probably would have tried to just force through it and probably just had a miserable experience through it. Or might have been able to come away from it with with a lesson or or, or learning something or taking away something from it, um, but that just I could tell that there was a lot of resistance to it that caused me a lot of unhappiness. And once I decided to let that go and say, okay, I don't need to put my energy towards this thing that is not resonating with me, I started to feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm also at the the point where where. I've been doing this for a while. So things that don't really resonate with me, I do kind of have a strong reaction to. Yeah. Um, but there's been, certainly there's been a, a lot of stuff in my life where I have pushed through not feeling good. A lot of it comes down to girls and my relationship with, with women at times. And just like thinking that I had to act a certain way or be a certain way or do a certain thing to get the attention of girls or a specific girl. And knowing as I'm doing it, like it felt 
that didn't feel true to me or good to do, but I was just doing because everybody else was doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's kind of just ironing those things out of your life one by one, I think, and just being like, okay, I'm not going to do this just because everyone else says I have to do it or just because this is the way, like, I'm just going to be still and breathe and, and find the thing that's actually most exciting about this or that's most authentic to me and follow that path and trust yeah. that that's actually going to lead me in the best direction. Hmm. I think, I think it's so, I, I think the complicated thing and when I'm thinking about it is in terms of like you just growing as a musician, it's something that has, that you've always been so driven to do in terms of like, when I want to correlate like you growing your skill as a musician, as a pianist, as a writer, that has just come so naturally to you that like if somebody doesn't want to practice getting better at Rocket League, like it's almost something that doesn't uh, connect because like you've just been so focused on that growth or it's been something that you've been driven to do naturally. It's not I'm kind of getting the feeling that it was never like a I'm or that you've had a resistance to growth in terms of your skill is in, in music type things. It's all the extra external stuff. Right. I mean, I've, I've always, I've always been a big proponent of the idea of lifelong learning and that's always been a big value in my life that I think there's always more to learn. There's always more to grow. There's always more space to expand into and being excited by the fact that I don't know everything and that I haven't figured everything out and that I do really enjoy how much that I have figured out but that there's always much, much more that I can get into. Um, so I would say for the, for the person in, in this kind of example of the person who doesn't want to practice but wants to be good, there seems like some internal conflict there um, that, that maybe first can be ironed out. And, and like looking at the reasons for wanting to achieve or wanting to play the game, because hopefully you play the game because it's fun. You play it because you like to do it. And hopefully you, you want to get better because you like the feeling of learning new skills and increasing your ability and seeing things that other people do and saying, oh, I, I think I'd feel cool if I could do that too. And achieving that place and being like, yeah, it feels good to achieve this. It feels good to achieve this skill, to, to, to get this under my belt. Um, and if it's not being the champion, uh, that will be the most fun, but it is just playing the pickup games. It is just doing that little stuff and maybe just growing a little bit, but maybe it's more of a relaxing experience. Like for me with team fortress, like I was always pretty good. I'd always end up pretty high on the leaderboards, but like for me, it was just really fun to like sit back and like not think about too much and Mm. just like have the most of my energy going to reactions and not um, strategy and planning. Like my good friend, Brian loves like Starcraft and other like strategy games. I'll play that with him like from time to time. But like, if I'm just like being playful and like want to relax, that's not what I go to. I go to something where I can just use my instincts and I don't have to be, I don't have to be strategizing. I can just, I can just sink into the moment and just be very, very present in the moment, whether that's, you know, working on a small skill or, you know, being, being in a match um, but I, but it, but it sounds like there, there might be some room to iron out kind of why you want the thing that you think you want. Um, cause sometimes in that process, you discover that that thing that you want isn't actually truly what you want. There's maybe something else in there, or maybe there's a deeper belief that you just want to be good at something that you want to be respected at being good at something. And you've chosen this thing 
to try to be it, but maybe that thing isn't your thing. Maybe that thing is just what you really enjoy being playful with. Maybe the thing that you really want to be respected for or honored for is something else that's even more true to you. That's going to even feel better when you achieve that. And to me, that's where allowing the ability that your excitement leads you in a place where you don't know where it's going to go. That's the kind of magic of that. Hmm. I was going to ask you another question and I feel like you just kind of answered it. So I guess it will just be this and then we'll start wrapping up. So if you had to give somebody like if somebody came to you and wanted like some just direct feedback, like, Hey, I, I really want to improve at X, Y, Z, but I don't want to put in, I want to be really good at this, but I don't want to put in the effort to do it. Like, what would, what would you say to that person? I would say it sounds like you don't really want to be better at X, Y, Z. Okay. (laughs) It sounds like there might be, it sounds like there might be something else that it sounds like you want to be better in life. And maybe the first step is to, before you, before you're applying that to a subject in your life, apply that to your life as a whole and your understanding of yourself as a whole. And because the notion wanting to be better, wanting to grow from an infinite source with that infinite boost, uh, I think everyone <laughs> has in, in, in some level. And, yeah. and the more that you tap into that excitement, the more you tap into that passion, the more you feel like there's an infinite energy that can just come through you and channel into you. And so I would say the, to, to that person, the first step is maybe the first step is to get better at being yourself, first of all. And when you've spent some time just kind of chasing the things that excite you on a moment to moment basis without insisting where that goes, you might find that XYZ is actually PRS or LMN. And, and, and maybe XYZ is a part of that, but maybe that's not as big a part of that as you would like, um, or as you think it is right now. Maybe, maybe you're bringing in resistance into your head unnecessarily, which we all do. I, all, I, I still do that. Um, you know, putting up walls in yourself um, just to have the satisfaction of breaking them down. Um, but if you don't have that passion, that feeling of that infinite boost behind it, sometimes you can just get stuck beating your head against the wall until you decide it's not worth it. Yeah. Nice. Very good. <laughs> All right. No, I, I appreciate you uh, expanding on that. That was of course. Good. So uh, we have we have come to our time. Uh, and I appreciate you uh, so graciously of course, um, sharing, so sh- sharing the time with me. Well, uh, I don't know if you would ever be open to it or a possibility of it. And I don't even know what this podcast will look like moving forward in the future. Talking about excitement, like, I mean, I, I love this show and getting into these conversations is fun. Uh, but oh, when yeah. you uh, talking about the excitement, that's just kind of where I've been with this podcast as a whole, if mm. I'm being brutally honest. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that can always be, you know, for another time, uh, I will begin to wrap this up and per tradition for all my other shows, uh, the closing of the show is in three phases. Uh, the first one is, um, any final thoughts that you have for the infinite boost audience, any, any little bow that you'd like to put on top? 
just follow your highest excitement mm -hmm. moment to moment without insistence upon outcome until you can take it no further and then do the next thing. And awesome. just, just keep doing that. As long as it doesn't hurt anyone, as long as it's not against any of the rules of society, uh, you know, I'm not advocating for some crazy batshit stuff. <laughs> well, I, I actually kind of am, but only in a way if, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone, as long as it's within the rules of society, um, you it can bring some... value to existence. Yeah, but, it, but, but I wouldn't even say to put that pressure on you right away. Like, I, sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that can be a lot of pressure if you're trying to say something and like, I just want to go get a cup of tea. How is that going to bring value to, to the world? Like, sure. Yes. Like you might, you might not know it, but the fact I would say that you are bringing your most unique voice and your most authentic self to any, everything that you do is in any given moment, the best thing that you can do for the world and not just yourself, but for the world, when you are truly being your truest person, following your truest compass, following your truest, highest excitement, passion in any given moment. And the more that you can do that in every given moment, that is truly what's giving the world value. Even if that just means going outside and putting your feet in the grass, even if that means taking a nap, you might not look at that as being the most important thing. But when you look at all those things as steps in the direction of your highest joy, that's where things are going to, that's where you are going to contribute the most. Nice. Per yes. Perfect. Uh, all right. Next is um, where can people find you out on the internet or things that you would like to share with people that sure. they could follow you or look you up or whatever? What are things that you would like to people to know about? Two main things are Will Post Music. That's uh, Spotify, Will Post. Um, Instagram, Will Post Music. Uh, that's the one that I use most. Um, also, uh, willpostmusic.com. And uh, also, Bill Procopo and Procopo.com. Procopo on Instagram. That's what I use most. Um, basically, Instagram, Procopo, and, and Will Post. That's what I kind of broadcast most on. Very good. What What's what's the next big thing that you know is coming out that you can actually share? I, I got a song. Is I got a, yep. I got a will post song coming out on October 22nd. Um, that's the one that took about three years to finish. Um, it's called hope. It was inspired by a very low time a couple of weeks ago when I got a, did, did a deep dive on Reddit in the news. And I was just like, really unhappy with everything and had no motivation to do anything for a few days. And, uh, I was going through some old songs and I was like, Oh, what's this song? It's called hope. And I listened to it and I was like, Oh, I know how to finish this now. And I need to put this out <laughs> right away. So then the next three days I just worked on finishing that song. And like, like that's a little kind of microcosm example of the highest excitement. Like let's say for three days, like I just felt totally motivated to do absolutely nothing. But what that did was put me in a place where I was able to hear the song of mine and say, oh, wow, I just kind of clicked. I was like, I know exactly how to finish this. It'll take me a couple of days to finish. I know exactly what to do. And then I'm going to put it out. And then allowing myself to get to that lower point, which I label now as compression. I feel like we all go through these periods of expansion and compression. And uh, depression happens when we judge ourselves and shame ourselves for going those periods of compression when we go into those periods of like feeling a little bit low, like we want to withdraw a bit and saying, Oh, something must be wrong with me. If I want to withdraw or I'm not excited to really do anything or I do just want to stay in my bed. 
I think those are totally natural, beautiful uh, parts of life. Um, and you can do that without necessarily labeling it as something that you shouldn't be doing. Um, mm. But when you kind of label that as compression and like allow yourself the space to just compress a bit and integrate where you've been expanding, um, you can come out of that on a new level and in, in that new level up point. It's not just necessarily like taking a step up and a step up. Sometimes you need to dip down a little bit and compress what you've learned and then shoot up. That's when you shoot up to the next level. Nice. Very good. Uh, okay. So we'll post me and all of that will be linked down below. Definitely check it out. And, uh, I will share some links to Spotify stuff as well to make sure that you can find all of Bill's stuff on Spotify, uh, cause it's very enjoyable. Uh, and last but not least, I always give my guests an opportunity to ask a question of the audience. Um, and you know, you're more than welcome if Bill's open to it, to send him a message or hit him up on one of his posts or anything like that. Or oh, Bill, sure. if you just want to give something, uh, for people to think about moving forward, whatever you feel like, um, the floor is yours. Interesting. Interesting. Um, okay. So, so here's a little, uh, home play assignment, which is different than homework. It's home play. Um, the next time that something comes up in your life that you feel like you have to do and you don't want to do it, look at the underlying belief that, 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 that thing is pointing you to look at the underlying belief that, that either says I would be a bad person if I didn't do this. Or I would be a bad son, brother, husband, mother, wife, if I didn't do this, or if I did do this, and see if the underlying belief you truly believe, or see if it's a belief that someone else has about you, that you are just trying to uphold someone else's view or vision of who you are. Nice. I will look forward to seeing some responses to that. Uh, so are you, do you know what discord is? Yeah, I have a will post discord. Oh, you do. Yeah. I will share, I will share that as well then. Uh, yeah. cause you know, I have a group of people where I share all my podcasts and things like that. Nice. So, uh, nice. you know, we're very versed in, in the discord stuff. So, cool. uh, there's yeah, a I'm, little I'm just section getting of my, into it. I'm, I'm very, there's a little, yeah. there's a little section, you know, where people share answers to, podcasts and things of that nature so i will look forward to seeing uh the conversations that brew up uh yeah. from that little bit of home play hell yeah beautiful cool well this has been a lot of fun i appreciate yeah, again you taking the time to do my it pleasure tom uh yeah, pleasure. i know i've kind of been grilling you for the past hour on all kinds of things but i, I uh, love to talk about this this is good. my favorite thing to talk about Good. Well, uh, then I am glad that we both had the opportunity to do so. Uh, I'm sure that uh, all the folks that listen to the show are going to eat this up. And I'm, I'm really excited about sharing it and, and seeing uh, what everybody has to say about it. So thank you oh, for yeah. the time. Uh, thank you for uh, uh, getting back to me after a little bit. Um, congratulations on all the success. I really look forward to uh, you, seeing what is uh, coming in the future. Uh, and always... Uh, thank you for the boost. Woo! <laughs>